Hi everyone and thank you so much for tuning into Grow With Grief, a podcast that aims to make the uncomfortable comfortable and open up the conversations around grief and loss. My name is Katrina and together we will be hearing different stories from different people, how grief has impacted their life and what they've learned from it. And together we will create a community that normalizes the conversations around grief and loss. Purpose in my pain. These words perfectly underscore what the first half of 2020 was like for Eddie. In the first four months of the year, the pain of losing her job and position at church led her directly to her purpose. Eddie is the founder of a not-for-profit called We Are The Movement. We Are The Movement was founded in May this year and its purpose is to create opportunities for POC communities and align them to social services that will enhance their quality of life and give them a sense of belonging. In this episode, we explore what it is like to feel a loss of self, the impact that a loss of a relationship can have on us, but also how resilience allows you to propel forward from your grief and create something incredible. Eddie really is an inspiration and I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation. So hello, Eddie. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm doing well and it's an absolute pleasure to be with you this afternoon. Thank you for having me, Katrina. Well, thank you for coming on to share. I really appreciate it, as I'm sure the listeners will too. Um, For anybody that doesn't know you, because I didn't actually know that much about your story or your background, would you mind just giving a brief wrap-up of, as brief as it can be, wrap-up of your life um, to, to where you are now? Absolutely. So um, a little bit about me. I come from a family of six and we originally migrated to Australia 23 years ago um, and that was from London and before that we um, originally came from Ghana, which is West Africa. So I've grown up in Australia. I went to kindergarten here, went to high school here, university. I've done it all here. Um, Currently, I am not working. Um, I did do a degree in public relations at UTS. And at the end of my degree, I was like, yes, the world is my oyster. I'm going to pursue a a role in public relations slash marketing. And I'm going to be the best PR person Australia has ever seen. Um, lo and behold, it, I came to learn it's just not that simple. I did eventually pursue PR and marketing, but after a few brief stints, I came to the realization that it probably wasn't actually for me in as much as I loved it. Um, and so fast forward a few years later, I decided to pursue legal recruitment. Um, but unfortunately, um, when COVID hit, my time with that organization wrapped up. And so, um, interestingly, though, it gave me a lot of time, a lot of spare time on my hands, which I have used to set up a not-for-profit organisation, which is called We Are The Movement, and its essence is to bridge the gap between people of colour and opportunities, and opportunities varying across all areas, so education, employment, mental health services, legal, financial events and youth programs so I guess that's me in a nutshell (laughs) love that love that um and I think the fact that you've used this time out of work to create something that can really impact so many lives is just wonderful and hats off to you it's very inspiring um so in your life how where in your life have you experienced grief and loss yeah absolutely um the, the grief that I can relate to when I consider the word grief is 
what I describe a loss of self um, and that um, I guess was on the back of having lost my job not once in my life but it's happened to me twice um, so I've definitely experienced the grief of having lost that job and interestingly um, I, I I had a sense that the timing for this podcast would be well aligned to my own personal experience. And interestingly, I just experienced probably one of the biggest losses um, in my life to date, just yesterday. Um, and that was around a friendship or a, a relationship that um, had been cultivated for two years. And for um, various reasons, which I did not see coming, um, that relationship very literally ended just yesterday. And so I feel like I'm undergoing um, the, the grief process of, of that loss as well mm. and I mean I know it'll be all very raw for you right now so thank you again for coming on you know today and and being happy to to share this with people um but what was your expectation or understanding of grief and loss prior to your own personal experience I think it's amazing that you highlight that your grief and your understanding of the word grief isn't just reserved for death because it isn't it is reserved for also you know loss of self relationships ending job loss um so can you explain what your expectation or experience of grief was before you, you felt it yourself absolutely and i guess just on the back of what you said the traditional understanding of the word grief um or loss or grief associated with loss is often death um, so up until I experienced the loss of my job and this particular relationship, I typically would not have associated the word grief to it. Um, but my experience after having gone through it, um, I'm, I'm seeing that there is that sadness that weighs heavy on you initially, that sense of um, what do I have left, that sense of anger. And I know there's a grief grieving process and I feel in, in having lost my job and this particular relationship, I feel like I've undergone that process. So yeah, prior to losing my job, I, I didn't think it would hit as hard as it did. Um, I didn't think I'd be as sad as I was and I didn't think I would find myself questioning um, myself in the way that I did. But having gone through that, I understand now that grief is is not just reserved for, for death, but for any kind of loss where um, any of our self um, has been defined by that thing, any of our sense of self has been defined by that thing, if, if that makes sense. I think that might be a little bit convoluted and I'm happy to unpack it later. But yeah, I, I hope that answers your question. No, it does. It does. And it does make sense. And as you say, until we experience it for ourselves, sometimes we don't recognize that that's what it actually is. But it is that sense of loss and that feeling of sadness and heartbreak and weighing heavy on us that is what grief feels like in in the simplest of terms it's hard to explain often but in the simplest of terms that is what it feels like so how has this loss for you impacted your daily life yeah well in respect to my job which happened um much of this year and i've had a bit more time to um reflect and a bit more time for introspection um, at first it really tested my resilience my ability to just say okay it's happened but I'm still going to get up in the morning I'm still going to busy my hands with something 
Um, and so I ended up pursuing a long-awaited personal project, which was renovating my bedroom. Um, cool. And that was so therapeutic. Um, you wouldn't believe the size of my room prior to the renovation, but um, it was it was just timely because I was gonna. It, it would turn out that I'd be spending a lot of time in my room, and so we we renovated it from top to bottom. My parents helped me paint the walls. Um, I, I got a feature artwork up, and it's just uh, the artwork I feel defines so much of me. Um, and so being able to occupy myself with something that gave me my meaning back um, demonstrated to me how resilient I was and so my day-to-day -day, like it's every day is a daily decision to show up and to be the best version of myself and some days I don't get it right I'm not gonna lie um, some mornings I just want to stay in bed till 2 3 4 p.m. Mm -hmm. um, I'm yet to do it though um, but yeah, some days are harder than others. But what I've really come to know is that I, I'm resilient and I can bounce back. And that's kind of been my messaging to everyone I talk to because I know um, I'm not alone in this season that we're going through. Um, so yeah, that's probably mm. been the biggest thing. Mm. And do you think that resilience is something then that comes with experiencing those hardships? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah, you've hit the nail on the head. Really. The toughest ones and I'd see the quotes and to me they were all cliches, but until you really undergo it yourself, you realize that it's not a cliche, it's a reality. Um uh, someone uh, close to me experienced a significant loss and being able to watch um, this individual absolutely rise up is to me a perfect demonstration that resilience really comes out of loss and, and grief. Mm -hmm. And did, did watching the person that you know experience this loss give you almost that that fire when you experienced it to, to rise up yourself. Exactly right. Yeah. So the, this individual has gone and set up a business and is doing incredibly well at it. And it kind of made me go, okay, I have not experienced anything close to what they've gone through. So what is my excuse? And so that's when I'm just like, okay, if they can do it, so can I. So that fire, absolutely. It just came alive. Mm, mm. I think that's wonderful that you can observe others and, and take that on and use it to fuel your passions and your perspective. So what has been your biggest lesson that you have taken from, from your experiences? Oh, interesting. There can be a couple. I think it doesn't have to be one. <laughs> Okay, okay. I think um, I'll actually use this opportunity to speak to some of my personal experiences growing up as an African Australian. Mm -hmm. um, now, my upbringing has been, I would, I would say, one of the best of the best. I've been very lucky to have an incredible family and very supportive parents. Um, and a lot of their teachings are rooted in um, being the best version of yourself, not having a victim mindset um, and not perceiving anything or everything as an attack. 
um, because I guess oftentimes, and the reason why I say that is oftentimes um, I find myself in a room where I am the other. Um, I don't often find myself in rooms where a lot of people look like me. And so what I was finding myself do is having, feeling like rather that I had to prove myself, that I had to justify my existence and in the absence of that, I wasn't worthy to be in that room. And when I say that room, it's probably more relevant to um, corporate spaces and I, I particularly was experiencing it at university. Um, and I, I don't for a second suggest that people of colour don't go to university. I guess the course that I was undergoing, um, there was just fewer people that looked like me, which was just the reality. Um, and, and having gone through that and then as well entering the corporate world and trying to do well and, and be the best, I found and observed that I had to work twice as hard and be twice as good to um, be considered good. Um, but still in my mind, it was never a present thought that it's because of the colour of my skin. Now, let's fast forward to now. Um, it's literally, um, it's 2020, I'm now 28. I have gone through a couple of jobs. I've completed my university degree and I find myself saying, well, what have you achieved? Um, and where are you now? What I have achieved is I can look back and say to my 13-year-old self and my 16-year-old self, and this is the answer, I guess, to your question, what have I learned? It's that every experience that you will go through is going to be necessary for what is required of you next. And right now I'm at a season where I am leading an organisation. I founded an organisation and I'm leading a team of people who are looking up to me. And so, again, I, I will say in response to your question, I have come to realise that I am enough. And in fact, um, my experiences, and be it my other experiences, have been instrumental to bringing me to a space where I feel I have what it takes to form an organisation which will be a real game changer for people of colour in my mind. Granted that um, I apply myself in the way that I need to, um, I really feel like people of colour will find spaces where they feel like they belong, um, where they feel like opportunity is not um, out of reach um, and where they feel like they can access the services that they need when, when they need it. Mm. So I know that was a very long-winded answer to your question, but I hope I've answered it. You no, know, it was a perfect answer and so true and honest and, and real. And that's, you know, that's what I'm hoping for in, in, in answer to questions. So I hope you don't mind me asking, but what helped you get from the point of losing your job? I, I've lost my job in March as well. So I can understand that or relate to that sense of loss and questioning, well, what am I meant to do now? Who, who am I? How did you move from that that point to the point where you are now, where you know that you are enough and what you're giving is enough? Was it something natural within you because of your upbringing or are there any tools and resources out there that helped you? I'm sorry, Katrina. Um, my battery's about to die, so give me 30 That's seconds. Fine. Okay. 
Um, that's a good question and it allows me to also um, take time for introspection. Um, I think the key thing that I can currently call to mind is the lessons that have been instilled and the values that have been instilled in me um, throughout my upbringing by my parents. Um, and that's to just make the most of every and any situation and having having my parents as i guess my role models i saw them when they lost their parents for example um which was a very very hard time but i also watched them get up and go to work every morning and it was in that moment where i said how did these i, I literally would ask how do they do this i couldn't comprehend having to undergo such a loss and still have to get up and work every single day and so not just what they said but what they did for me has been a point of reference when days do get hard and again I'll, I'll reiterate I don't always get it right um, I do find days I just want to stay in bed um, and with the loss I've experienced just yesterday today was actually interestingly one of those days um, so I'm grateful for the opportunity and I think as well just the art of, of conversation or the, um, the value in conversation, being able to allow yourself to speak to people and share and be open. Um, there's so much healing that can come from that. And it's not necessarily because they'll say all the right words um, in response. It's because you get to hear out loud where you are and come up for yourself with a solution for where you want to go next. So as well as that positive self-talk, just that positive affirmation, I, I'm not going to lie, there are days I look myself in the mirror and I, I just go, hey, hey, Adam, hey, Eddie, you've got this. You, it might not look how, how you want it to look now, but you've got this. Mm. And it's that mindset that can make all the difference, isn't it? Even when you wake up one morning like you say, not wanting to get out of bed until 3 p.m., if you can just say one thing to yourself that lifts you, then it can change the, the, the course of your day. I, don't, I hope you don't, you don't have to delve deeper into this because I know it's very raw for you, but would you mind touching a little bit on the, the breakdown of the relationship and how that's felt for you in regards to grief? Yeah, of course. Um, I, because it is fairly raw, as you've highlighted, it is a hard one for me to talk about, but um, I just, I had an instinct in me that um, I, I said it and I was, it was a thought that was replaying in my mind, something needs to come into my experience or I have to experience something that's going to be significant in order for me to be well positioned for this chat, which is why it's not happened until now. And so I owe it to God and the universe or this perfect alignment um, to delve deeper because I guess somebody in this listening to this probably needs this. So um, yes, absolutely. I will go into it. Um, so I guess um, over the last couple of years, I have been um, involved with someone who was um, to me, you know, my future, but all in the same. Um, I wanted to make sure I got that right. I got, I wanted to, make sure whoever I'm going to spend the rest of my life with, that person is right. Cause I'm very lucky to have an example of an incredible relationship from my parents. And so um, I was getting to know this individual who um, I guess ticked 
a lot of the boxes um and there were days where you know we would fight and the relationship would break down and i would have to just say to myself i'm not defined by this relationship um and i often experience the thought that i'm i'm 28 now i'm not married when when is it all going to happen um so i was really dedicated and committed to making this work um and not letting it be um a failed relationship but something that i've i think i've had to learn and accept um not everyone that you meet is at the same level of preparedness or maturity as you and in as much as you would wish um for it to work and, and i certainly did unfortunately it didn't um and it was a, the result of a variety of things. But for a long time, I knew, I just knew that this wasn't right and that there's something better for me. Um, but I wasn't willing to accept that. So, and, and I pray, I haven't mentioned this, but I pray. Um, and, and so I prayed and I said, God, I feel like you've got something prepared for me, something better for me, but I just don't know how to let go of this quite toxic um, relationship and lo and behold, <laughs> coincidence if you will, um, <laughs> a, a series of things just happened where I just said no, enough is enough and, and it hurts because um, a part of it was, you know, dishonesty and a betrayal of trust. But um, yeah, I think um, through all my dealings with any any guy that I've been involved with, I, not and it sounds like there's been a lot. There hasn't, uh, but through through each of them, I have um, come to the realization that women find it very easy to lose themselves or to find themselves by the relationship they're in or by the man that they are with. Um, and so I'm very grateful that I had seasons of just being by myself, where I've had to find myself for myself. Um, and this time around, I don't think I got lost in that relationship. I don't think my identity got lost in that. Um, if anything, I find myself working harder and wanting to be better so that I'm attracting the best. Um, so, yeah, that's, mm. that's that. And I, I love what you say about, you know, you realize that the relationship didn't define you because with all of our experiences, we can get consumed and to the point where we feel like our past, our experiences, what we go through defines us completely, but it doesn't have to, it can be a part of us. It can be a part of shaping who we are and the, the decisions that we make, but it doesn't have to define us as a person completely. So I think you recognizing that is an, you know, an incredible, thing that you've been able to do and something that a lot of people unfortunately aren't able to do and possibly that's where you are able to get your strength from to move through these seasons with such grace from what I can see it looks like you you move through them with so much grace so um, um I can't pretend I did I did shed a couple of tears this morning so I've just put up I just put on makeup and put my hair up so uh, I look better than I was than I did this morning so yeah but that, that's okay. That's all a part of feeling the loss. It's having those moments, letting ourselves feel them, and then 
knowing that it's also okay when we come out the other side of them and then if after this call you know you take your makeup off and cry again that's also okay it's all a part of the process isn't it um so if you could give one piece of advice to someone who is experiencing loss either through a relationship or the loss of a job and they're feeling really stuck what would that piece of advice be I think our minds um, have a tendency to just replay the negative experience over and over. And we're less inclined to recall or call to mind the positive parts of the story. Um, so I think it's that self-talk that we earlier talked about. Because um, when it first happened in March, having lost my job, the narrative, if anyone was to open my head, I, I guess, uh, crack my head open and see what was going on playing over it was a very dark place and it was probably a month after it happened that I realized oh my gosh like these thoughts are ugly and when they come to me I feel very down mm. um so catching yourself I guess there's those that two pieces of, of advice catching yourself when those thoughts start to replay and then working on that self-talk and it will take time because uh, we've already built or cultivated the habit of replaying very negative thoughts or replaying very scary images. And because that habit is just ongoing, it's ingrained in who we are, it's going to be very difficult to rewire your mind to be able to um, replace those thoughts and those images with something more positive, something more optimistic. I think our imagination is a very powerful tool. And I think in primary school, our teachers downplay just how powerful it is. I mean, they allow us to explore it. And that's probably as much as we get to explore our imagination is in primary school. Mm -hmm. um, but if I could tell my 12-year-old self anything, I would tell her my imagination is essentially the tool for creating my own world. So master your mind um and your imagination and positive self-talk that's the advice i would give love that the mind is so powerful and it's just remembering that even in those dark moments that we can create what we want to create essentially um and there's kind of a second part to this question which is you mentioned that you had you know, witnessed somebody in your life experience a significant loss, what would your advice be to a person who is trying to support someone who is experiencing a loss? Because sometimes we can feel a bit lost. So how have you been able to do that and what have you learned? That's a good question. I, um, I don't ever assume or pretend I know what the experience is like. And so I think presenting it as um, a question and one that's not too forward, um, as in how are you today? Or um, I noticed that you did, you posted X on, on Instagram. And I just want to say, I love seeing this. So that positive affirmation, speaking to um, the part of them that's probably harder for them to be and that's the strength in them. That's the resilience in them speaking more to that and, and less to their loss because, un, because unless they invite you into the space of their loss and their grief, that can be a really private 
place and they might not want anyone there at the time. And so what they're doing, what they're displaying in the way of um, what you see them doing on a day-to-day or what you see them posting on social media, that's what they want you to see and that's what they want you to believe. So speak to that and encourage that. Mm. Mm. I think that is great advice. That is really good advice. It's advice I've actually not really heard said out loud before and you know speaking from my own experience that is so helpful um to speak to somebody's you know positive mindset that maybe they're struggling to keep going at that time and it, it can help it's a little bit of gold dust that can really really help a person so before we wrap up and say goodbye um you've I would love for you to be able to share how people can connect with you. You've mentioned that you've started your not-for-profit. So how can people support that and connect with that and keep up to date with that too? I'm so glad you asked because it's a good opportunity for me to plug um, <laughs> what I <laughs> My personal profile, I'm, um, I can be contacted or reached on LinkedIn, which um, is Edem Dockley. That's E. D-E-M, um, Dockley, D-O-K-L-I. And then Eddie Dockley is my Facebook handle. And um, Edom is my Instagram, so E-H-D-E-M. If anyone wants to reach out to me personally, that said, we are seeking organisational partnerships. Um, for all to, We're trying to connect with people who want to be service providers for our um, client base. So anyone who does offer services in the way of employment, education, um, mental health, financial services, legal services, um, events and youth programs. So we're looking to partner with, right now we have a very strong team who are doing incredibly well and I have had other expressions of interest right now. We're not looking to expand the team, although I would welcome wholeheartedly anyone who wanted to know how they can help. But um, we're at a junction now where we're looking for organisations that we can partner with. Perfect. And how can people find your organisation? Absolutely. So it's called We Are The Movement and that is um, accessible on both Instagram and Facebook. We are is your one word and then dot the dot movement. Um, If anyone does want to reach out to me directly, um, I can then direct them to um, my organisation's page and our website will be coming up live very soon. Perfect. Exciting. And I'll pop all of those handles and details in the show notes as well so people can access them nice and easily. Um, So thank you so much for coming on and just sharing your experiences. I love the way that you've just got such a calm presence around you. I've absolutely loved hearing you speak. Have you got any final words of wisdom before we say goodbye? I I don't have any final words of wisdom, but I just want to as well pay gratitude and honour to what you have been able to set up with this podcast. It is such a healing experience. I'll tell you, I've come to the end of this podcast feeling uplifted and enriched, having been able to share with you. And whilst we're perfect strangers, you have provided people the opportunity to speak. And that is so important especially in a time like now so if anything I just want to say thank you um, and anyone that's not already subscribed must do because there's so much quality in the questions that you ask 
Oh, thank you so much. That is so kind. I feel very honored and grateful to have you here and that you've trusted to share your story on, on this podcast. It, it means a lot to me and I'm sure to everybody watching. So thank you so much. And I thank hope you, you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, Katrina. Talk soon. If you enjoyed listening to today's episode, please don't forget to like, share and subscribe. I invite you to also come and be a part of the community by connecting with us on Instagram at Grow With Grief. Before we go, I want to take the time to thank you. Thank you for tuning in and being part of a community that opens conversation, raises awareness and brings individual perspectives and stories to the forefront of a topic that is often avoided and treated as uncomfortable. The conversations that we have may sometimes bring your own emotions, memories and triggers to the surface and I want to encourage you to know that you are not alone. If you or anyone you care for is in need of support, please reach out to your local support line or if you are in Australia, you can contact Griefline by phone on 1300 845 745 who are available from midday to 3am every day.